أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا النبي لما تحرم ما أحل الله لك تبتغي مرضات أزواجك والله خفور رحيم فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم واسمعوا وعتيعوا وانفقوا مهما خيركم لهم لكم ولهم يا ايها الذين امنوا اذا نودي للصلاه من يوم الجمعه فاسعوا الى ذكر الله ودروا البيع ذلك خير لكم ان كنتم تعلمون فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْعَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ كَثِيرٌ لَّعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا فَادُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَقُّوا قَائِمًا ഹൈറുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമിനുമ
I'm not an Arabic linguist, but as far as I understand, the word Rabb and the word Rububiyah is not quite equivalent to the English word Lord. Um, <coughs> The English word Lord has a definite sense of domination about it. It has a sense of being under the thumb, of being demeaned if you are subordinate to the Lord. Whereas the Arabic word of Rabb has, seems to me to have a much broader custodial feel. Uh, your Rabb is both your protector and your nurturer. This sense of the authority <coughs> that protects and nurtures is a deeply ingrained human understanding. It is what we require of those in charge, of the one that is in charge. I, I spent my career, my professional career, has been in leadership consulting. And one of the most um, frequent questions that I would ask of people, and I've done this throughout the world, is to describe the kind of boss that they would work for because they really wanted to. Just that simple question. Who is the boss that you would work for because you really wanted to? And what I have found throughout the world is it doesn't matter what the cultural background of people would be. Everybody has exactly the same answer to that very simple question. The answer will always have two kind of categories in it, two buckets. The first category will, will suggest a sense of care. People would say things, I would work for a boss because I want to, who's got a genuine interest in me, a boss who respects me, a boss who's approachable, a boss who listens to me, a boss who's helpful, a boss who has empathy or, and compassion, a boss who's kind, a boss who is approachable. All of these things that suggest that the boss has a genuine and a kind interest in the subordinate. That's the one thing also. But then they'll also mention other things that won't be as kind. They'll also say, I want to work for a boss who's honest with me. I want to work for a boss who's fair with me. I want to work for a boss who doesn't interfere and lets me get on with my job. I want to work for a boss who's knowledgeable. I want to work for a boss who's, um, who, who, who is disciplined. And all of these things, you ask somebody, well, you know, if you work for somebody who's always honest with you, that person isn't always going to be nice with you. And they say, yeah, no, I understand that. But then why do you want this, this theme of their fairness and honesty and this tougher thing? They say, well, then I, then I know where I stand, I can learn and I can grow. In other words, it doesn't matter who you ask this question of, who's the boss you'll work for because you want to, Everybody on the planet, and I mean this quite literally, I've demonstrated this quite literally from Japan to Panama, wherever I've worked. Everybody on the planet has exactly the same answer. 
No, so I work for a boss because I want to, when that boss cares for me and grows me. Now, the first thing that should strike you as peculiar is that everybody should have exactly the same answer to this question because we like to think that we are all so very different. You know? Blacks aren't the same as whites, you know. Asians aren't the same as Europeans. And, and uh, Japanese, I mean, they're a completely different species. They're not even human. You know, we like to think like this. We like to think that we're all so immensely diverse. In essence, we are shockingly the same. We are disturbingly the same. We have exactly the same criteria whereby we measure people. Whereby we measure people in authority. It doesn't matter who. You can go right now to a mine in the free state. And you can find yourself a Zamazama miner who's working for somebody else. Illegal miner. And you ask him, describe the boss you'll work for because you want to. He'll tell you, the boss who cares for me and grows me. You can go right now to a senior executive of a big corporate in Johannesburg. You ask him, who's the boss you work for because you want to? He'll tell you, the boss who cares for me and grows me. You can ask that of a university professor in Japan. He'll tell you the same thing. I've asked that thing of officers in the Pakistan army, and they've said the same thing to me. That's really peculiar. That's that a simple question. Who are you going to work for because you want to? has an absolutely universal answer. Every human being. Doesn't matter what culture they're from, doesn't matter what race they are, doesn't matter how senior they are, it doesn't matter whether they're underclass, overclass, whether everybody uses the same criterion to judge somebody that they'll work for because they want to. Now we need to understand why this criterion is so true for absolutely everybody. And in order to understand that, we need to understand what you're asking when you ask this question who will you work for because you want to? Let's assume you work for somebody because you want to. And that person comes to you one day and asks you to do something. What will you do? You'll do it. Which kind of means you give that person the right to exercise power over you, to ask you to do things. Which means to say, part of our fitra, our universal human fitra, is an understanding that the job of power is care and growth. That's what people in authority are supposed to do. It doesn't matter where you find the authority. It can be the teacher over the pupil at school, the, 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 the coach and the athlete, the boss and subordinate, the officer and subordinate in the army. Wherever you find a big one and a small one, the small one's requirement of the big one is that he cares and grows. Is Rububiya. Lordship in that particular sense. The one who looks after, the one who cares, and the one who disciplines to <coughs> make you grow. This is a universal principle. We have made such a noise over the last 25 years about democracy about equality. We have dismissed from our consciousness the necessity of hierarchy in the human condition. And by dismissing from our consciousness the necessity of hierarchy in the human condition, we have actually undermined our faith. Allah says to us, obey those who are in authority over you. Obey Allah, Yisrael, and those who are in authority over you. 
It is because the the essential your your human nature is to require care and growth from that in whose charge you are. Now what's really amazing is that you are constantly subordinate to the authority of another. And the other is him. And you have to recognize that your requirement of care and growth of other people, of people in authority over you, is in fact a requirement that's already being expressed, already being manifest and realized by your Rabb. As we were walking out the Majlis last Saturday, the city Ali looked at uh, that little quote from Surah Al-Rahman. And which of, which of the blessings of your Lord will you deny? Is it not true that you are in that you have been cared for, nurtured, succored, protected, looked after by a genius that, that is far bigger than yourself? Is that not true? How many things could go wrong that would kill you right now? There is an infinite number of things that could kill you right now. Why are you alive? It has to be. Because there's a kindness, there's an incalculable kindness, a vast kindness that you are the recipient of. This kindness isn't just about being sweet to you. Because to say that your life has only been sweetness would be a lie. There's no such thing as a human being who hasn't suffered. But if you truly examine your suffering and you honestly examine your suffering, you will recognize that every single element of suffering that you've undergone has been the, 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 the grist, the material that has allowed you to be a better person than what you were before. Find a single lesson, a real lesson that you've learned in your life and you tell me that there wasn't suffering behind that lesson. And I would call you a liar. So, he cares for us and grows us. This legitimacy that we try and seek in the hands of other people is a, it's a, a refraction of, a reflection of the reality as it stands. This is why this is such a deeply ingrained requirement in our nature. We know that we do dhikr because we wish to be colored. In other words, we, we, we celebrate, we recite the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we wish to be imbibe them. We wish to become that our own dark, sort of polluted being gets replaced with becomes translucent and his light shines through. The first place where this has to be expressed is in our relationships of authority over other people. 
Firstly, the child is not there to serve the parent. The parent is there for the child. This is how it is. You're there to look after, to protect, to succor, to nurture your children. Secondly, you are there to discipline them. You are there to create the structure whereby they can, because of unpleasant experience from you, can be better people than they were before. As a human being, you cannot escape the problem of hierarchy. You cannot escape the problem of inequality. You cannot escape the problem, the, 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 the responsibility of being the big one in a relationship and also the little one. You're always somewhere in a hierarchy. Our perversity is that we think that if I'm the one on top, they're there to serve me. And if I'm at the bottom, then I'm there to serve. That's the, exactly the wrong way around. <clears throat> if we wish to be wholesome, then we need to celebrate this basic, universal, fitric principle that the whole of existence is constructed against, which is his nature, care and growth. We need to express that and we need to find it. We need to celebrate it. We need to enable people in whose authority we are to be able to do this for us. It stands to reason if you were a, an, a soccer player and you, were, you had a coach. This coach cannot do his job for you if you challenged him and, and argued with him every step of the way. The coach can only do his job for you if you subordinate. If this proud head of yours can go down a little bit when he says, you've done that incorrectly. Then he can be helpful to you. But if you're going to argue back every time, saying, no, 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 who are you? Who are you? Just the same as a human being like me. The guy can't do his job for you. In any situation, if there's somebody in authority over you, it doesn't mean to become fawning and, you know, but accept their authority. Allow them to live out the principle of care and growth, just as you have the charge to live out the principle of care and growth when you are in authority over others. There's no such thing as a human being that is equal in any sense. We are all in a hierarchy. We're all subordinate and we're all superordinate. We're all above or below somewhere. Accept it. Be kind to those who are subordinate to you. Be respectful to those who are superordinate to you. May God grant us annihilation. May God grant us death before we die. In Allah, how am I? Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabina wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim taslima subhana rabbika rabbika izzati wa ma'isufun wa salamun ala muslim alhamdulillah rabbika